listening to On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. Need help with the regulations? Thinking about starting your own trucking company? Or just think trucks are cool? Well, this is the place for you. I am your DOT guy, Brian Riker. And this week, we're going to talk about the definition of broker, dispatcher, bonafide agent, and how the motor carrier plays into all of this. As a small business trucker, you probably are very familiar with using brokers, and many of you may even have hired a dispatch service to help you operate your company. But there's been an attack on some of these business models, and I want to break it down for you in this special report. But first, we need to take a break because, like everyone else, I got to pay the bills. So we'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. You are listening to On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. You ever find yourself in a ditch in Dallas? Maybe busted brakes in Buffalo. When a breakdown occurs, and it will, what do you do? Searching for an available roadside mechanic, towing company, or tire service can quite frankly be a pain in the butt. Oh, you can search the internet for a provider, only to find out that they aren't open, available, or even still in business. Introducing Servicase.com. Servicase is a breakdown solution available to fleets and operators. Unlike outdated listing services, Servicase allows you to not only search for a provider, but to select and electronically dispatch the call without ever picking up the phone. You will even receive electronic status updates, providing the clearest indication of when you'll be back on the road. Give it a shot. It could be the best breakdown experience of your life. That's servicase.com. S-E-R-V-I-C-A-S-E dot com. Welcome back to On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. In today's special report, we're going to talk about brokers, dispatchers, and bona fide agents. I know, it sounds absolutely thrilling. But it's important that you, as the small business trucker, understand the difference. Because you may not be protected the way you think you are using one entity over another. But let's get down to what brought this all up. In a Federal Register notice published recently, The Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is requesting responses to a number of questions to help with future guidance on the definition of a broker, bona fide agent, and dispatcher. The Biden Administration's Infrastructure and Jobs Act requires the FMCSA to issue guidance on this topic by November 15th of 2022. In government time, that might as well be tomorrow, because nothing moves that quickly in a bureaucracy. The FMCSA has previously said that it has received numerous inquiries and several petitions over the last decade related to the definition of a broker, and the agency has acknowledged that there is significant stakeholder interest in FMCSA's unauthorized brokerage enforcement. I can tell you for a fact that I have authored one of their information requests that as of today, two years after it's been submitted to FMCSA, has not received a response. I received an acknowledgement that they received a letter, 
but on behalf of a trade association that I'm a founding member of, the Independent Automobile Transporters Alliance, which focuses on small business car haulers, our president and another board member have some concerns about dispatching services, so they ask me to pen a letter to clarify it. All I can say is personally, I hope that this uh, advance notice of proposed rulemaking and information collection request will lead to some clarity around this subject. The Infrastructure and Jobs Act requires that in issuing guidance, FMCSA take into consideration the extent to which technology has changed the nature of a freight brokerage, the role of bona fide agents, and other aspects of the trucking industry. Additionally, FMCSA said it must, at a minimum, examine the role of dispatch services, examine the extent to which dispatch services could be considered brokers or bona fide agents, and clarify the level of financial penalties for unauthorized brokerage activities applicable to a dispatch service. To me, that's a lot of words to say they have to unmuddy the waters. Currently, broker is defined in 49 U.S. Code 13102-2 as, quote, a person other than a motor carrier or an employee or agent of a motor carrier that as a principal or agent sells, offers for sale, negotiates for, or holds itself out by solicitation, advertisement, or otherwise as selling, providing, or arranging for transportation by motor carriers for compensation. In 49 CFR 371.2a, which are the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Regulations that most truckers are familiar with, a broker is likewise defined as a person who, for compensation, arranges or offers to arrange the transportation of property by an authorized motor carrier. Motor carriers or persons who are employees or bona fide agents of carriers are not brokers within the meaning of this section when they arrange or offer to arrange the transportation of shipments which they are authorized to transport and which they have accepted and legally bound themselves to transport. So that's a lot of words to say that a trucking company and its regular employees can offer for or solicitate for transportation if you're going to haul it on your own trucks without being considered a broker. So the broker is the middleman that the shipper contacts because the broker has access to hundreds or thousands of trucks, whereas the shipper would have to make hundreds or thousands of relationships with different trucking companies and truck owners to accomplish the same thing. And then the broker sends the work to the trucking company. But nothing prohibits a trucking company from going directly to a shipper and saying, hey, I can move your product for you as well. And if the shipper is open to that, great. Where this all gets confusing, though, is the definition of bona fide agents, which are defined as persons who are part of the normal organization of a motor carrier and perform duties under the carrier's directions pursuant to a pre-existing agreement which provides for a continuing relationship precluding the exercise of discretion on the part of the agent in allocating traffic between the carrier and others. 
What this means is your bona fide agent doesn't necessarily have to be an employee. They can be an independent contractor, but they have to act on your behalf as the trucking company, and they can't solicit freight and then find a trucking company to haul it. Duh, they'd be a broker at that point. So dispatch services, often acting as agents for different motor carriers at the same time, are not currently directly defined in the regulations. And this is where we have a problem. So we're going to break this down in just a moment. But first, we need to take another quick break. We'll be right back after this message. This is your DOT guy, Brian Riker. Slow down. Slow down and move over. Move over. When you see signs. Lights. Vests. Please, give us some room. Slow down. Slow down and move over. When you need help. It's our job. To help you. To save you. Despite the danger. This danger. This danger is real. Do your part. Please. Slow down. Slow down. And move over. Move over. What's up, ecosystem? This is Jay at ATI, the car shipping business channel. Catch more of your DOT guy, Brian Riker, on DOT Compliance every Wednesday at noon Central Time on YouTube, answering your questions live. Protect your CDL and improve your safety score because this country needs great drivers like you. Skipping the scale? Do not guess. In the long run, not good for business. Let Brian help you stay compliant with FMCSA trucking regulations and stay on the road. Welcome back. Before the break, we were just setting up the discussion with the different definitions of broker, carrier, bona fide agent, and the fact that there is no real definition for what a dispatch service currently is. So to try to figure this out, and there's actually a lot more to this issue, but to try to figure this out, the FMCSA is asking for public comment on 13 questions. I'm not going to sit here and read all of them to you, but basically they want to know what criteria should they use to determine whether a business model entity meets the definition of a broker. They want you to provide some examples of operations that do or do not meet the current definition. Should any money being exchanged affect whether you are a broker or a dispatcher? How would you define dispatch service? And do they need to be licensed in the state they're in? Should they be brokers? And if they represent more than one carrier, does this in and of itself make it a broker operation? And what role do bona fide agents play in the transportation of freight? Then they further break it down because there's another assault on the dis on the broker model itself about electronic bulletin boards, which shows you how out of touch they are. That's a term we haven't used in computers in 30 years, but electronic bulletin boards match shippers and carriers for a fee. This is a membership fee to have access to the board, but should those boards be considered brokers themselves and required to obtain authority as a broker? That's an interesting question. And if so, when and why? How has technology changed the nature of a freight brokerage, and how should these changes be reflected, if at all, in FMCSA's guidance? Are there other business models that should be considered, and what else? fits in. And what they're getting at here is there have been several petitions to require a broker to make available the details of their transactions much easier. 
because the independent carrier wants to know what the full rate was the broker had received. Now, brokerage years ago used to be a really simple pass-through service, and that made sense. Today, brokers do so many other things outside of the scope of a brokerage that I don't know if, as a trucking company, we need to see that full rate. But that's a discussion for a whole different episode. I want to get back on topic because i got a, a tendency to stray. The topic today And what FMCSA is taking comments on until July 11th, and if you have any opinions on this, and you should, then you really should file your comments. They don't have to be formal and complicated. Just type up the answers to these questions as you see that they should be. Your opinion matters. It really does. So the heart of the issue is... Some people claim that dispatchers are acting as illegal brokers, and there are some out there that are. They're finding freight before they have the trucks to haul it. They don't have a bond, and the bond is critical here because as the trucking company, as the motor carrier, the bond is the only thing that guarantees you have a chance of getting paid if that broker fails to pay you. Yes, you can go after the shipper if you weren't paid, but that's a complicated process and isn't always successful. A broker has a bond to protect you should they fail to meet their financial obligations for any reason. A dispatcher does not currently have that type of bond. And if you're a shipper that happens to be listening to this, brokers have a legal responsibility for exercising appropriate care in sourcing trucking companies for hauling your freight, whereas a dispatcher does not because the dispatcher is a representative of the trucking company, whether they are an independent business or are a true employee of the trucking company. They are a representative of that trucking company, so it is presumed that you, the shipper, have already vetted that trucking company and that you find them qualified and competent to transport your freight. So if they're not, or if the broke, if the dispatcher gives you the misdirection that carrier A is going to haul the freight, but it really ends up on carrier D, you may not know who's actually touching your freight. With a brokerage, the broker ultimately is responsible for your freight if something goes wrong and the carrier wasn't properly qualified. So you have a little extra protection as the shipper. So as the trucker, we need to know if we're dealing with a broker or a dispatcher Who's responsible for paying us and who is going to help us collect our money and turn in documentation and handle this load? Remember, if you hire a dispatching service, and I'm not against dispatchers, they have a role in this world and they can run, be run legitimately. But if you hire a dispatcher, remember, they work for you. The money should come directly to you, then you write them a check for their services, not the other way around. They will be entering into contracts on your behalf and binding you to perform services. So make sure you have a good written agreement between you and your dispatch service that clearly spells out what they can and cannot do as your representative. 
And when you're dealing with a broker, the same thing. Make sure you read that broker carrier agreement closely because that is the document that governs everything you do. So make sure you understand what you're getting into. Another issue on this topic is double brokering or carriers giving out work to other motor carriers, something that used to be quite common. And we're going to discuss that right after this break. So stick around. You are listening to On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. Starting a new trucking company and you don't know where to begin? Got a bad inspection at a roadside and not sure how it affects your safety score? Need help understanding the complex regulations that govern the trucking industry? Or not even sure you are a regulated trucking company? Fret no more and give the experts at Fleet Compliance Solutions the opportunity to help. With over 30 years in the transportation industry, our founder and chief compliance specialist, Brian Riker, has the expertise needed to provide real-world solutions to your fleet safety and compliance problems today. Not just a suit in an office, Brian still holds a valid Class A CDL and gets into the field often to stay current with the issues faced by truck drivers today. For more information, visit our website, yourdotguide.com or email on air at yourdotguide.com. Welcome back. You are listening to On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. And before the break, we were getting into a little bit more of the details between broker, dispatcher, bona fide agent. And that led me to a thought about double brokering or the former practice of interlining where motor carriers could share freight between each other. I want to make it clear to the motor carriers that are listening to this. You can no longer share your work with other trucking companies, even properly registered and licensed trucking companies, if you do not have a broker license. Otherwise, you are illegally acting as a broker. In the definition of a motor carrier, where you're excluded from being a broker, you are only excluded from being a broker if that freight you solicit is hauled on your own trucks. Now, this doesn't mean you can't lease an owner-operator on, but they have to be operating under your authority. This doesn't mean you can't use another licensed motor carrier as long as you trip-lease them to your authority and they're displaying your name and DOT number when they move that shipment. But I used to do it myself. We had more cars than we could handle, and we had a couple other auto transporters that worked in different areas, and we would swap work back and forth left and right. The process was called interlining, and it was perfectly legal. It is not anymore. So if you're sharing work, remember, you need a broker's license. Otherwise, you're in trouble. So please, think about that. Don't get yourself into the don't get yourself into trouble just because you're trying to service your customers. Now remember here, when you are sending that freight out through your brokerage arm of your motor carrier under the MAP twenty one legislation, which was a highway bill many years ago, there is language 
that requires parties to a transportation agreement to clearly articulate under what authority they will be performing the contracted services. This means those agreements need to clarify that a broker will be operating under its federally issued property broker authority and the carrier under its carrier authority, which means if you're ABC trucking and your ABC brokerage arm takes the load, the shipper needs to know that it's not likely not going on your own truck. This is to help people understand who's handling their freight and who's responsible for it in an accident. Because I can tell you as someone that also services the towing industry, this is a nightmare when there's a truck wreck and we have multiple brokers and a dispatcher and multiple carriers involved in in that shipment. It becomes a nightmare as to who's responsible for paying for what. And ultimately, you who own the tractor will be the one that gets sued for everything and try to figure out behind you who's responsible for what. So just please think about those requirements as well. But this issue between broker and dispatcher has been going on for a long time and it puts carriers in a troubling spot because the small business carrier doesn't have time to search the load board. And in today's market, that's contracting. You may have loads that are only posted for moments before someone grabs them off the board. You need someone monitoring this stuff for you near real time. And the only way to accomplish that, if you don't have a spouse or a friend or something that's willing to work for you as a dispatcher, is to hire a dispatching service. Remember, when you're hiring a dispatching service, they have to represent you and only you at the moment that they're searching for work. They can sign, it is my opinion, that they can sign in and out all day long on the load boards as different carriers, as long as they're only representing one carrier at a time. They can't call up XYZ Brokerage and say, hey, what do you got going between Amarillo and Boston? I've got a couple of trucks that need to run that route. And then get a bunch of loads and then see which one of you want to take each load. No, that would be illegal brokering and that would be double brokering. They can call up XYZ Brokerage and say, hey, I've got a truck that's sitting in Amarillo, Texas, and they're looking for something going to the Northeast. What do you have going up to Boston? And give them your DOT number, your carrier packet, sign up, hang the phone up. They can call right back 30 seconds later and say, hey, I've got a trucking for D- a truck from DEF Trucking. I'm sitting here in Amarillo, and I'm looking for a load to Boston. And they can get a second load for their second customer and on and on. I know that's a very simplified way of explaining it, but that really is the heart of the issue is can the dispatcher, and this is what they need comment on, can the dispatcher represent more than one company? And if you use dispatching services, this is important for you as a motor carrier to comment your feelings on that if you believe they can effectively represent more than one. Otherwise, you're going to be looking at hiring your own employee to do this for you. And if you happen to be a broker, well, maybe you want to make sure that dispatching services are clearly defined so that they're not cutting into your business that you pay top dollar for to have an operating authority and a bond and other legal liability. So this is an important issue, whether you're broker, carrier, or dispatcher to comment on. And remember, those comments are due by July 11th, and you can file comments on the Federal Register by searching FMCSA, and you'll see a list of everything they're looking for comments on. Keep them polite. Keep them on point. Be sure to answer their questions. 
and maybe you too can make a difference. Thank you for listening. This has been On the Road with your DOT guy, Brian Riker. We welcome your comments and questions. You can leave a voicemail on the studio call-in line at 706-409-5603. That's 706-409-5603. Or email your comments to onair at yourdotguy.com. That's onair, all one word, O-N-A-I-R, at yourdotguy.com. Y-O-U-R-D-O-T-G-U-Y.com. Thank you for listening, and please remember to give us a five-star rating and share this episode with your friends if you think it can help them. This will help build our audience and make us an easier-to-find resource on your favorite podcasting platform.